0: if you don't pay it they enslave you which i feel like is kind of harsh that's like if you go to walmart and you steal a pack of gum they enslave you for the rest of your life hey you guys what's up we are the otaku couple i am mrs otaku
1: and i'm mr otaku
0: and this is the i'd rather anime podcast number three this is your place to catch up on all things anime new and old with a lovely addition of our opinions thoughts and banter we know you can be doing other things, so we're glad that you'd rather anime with us today.
1: Yep. So, what we watched this week, My Hero Academia, episode 46, From Ida to Midoriya. What did you think about it?
0: I thought it was really good. Um, I think there was a lot of buildup to this conversation between Ida and Midoriya, and I think that it delivered in all the right ways. Like It wasn't this super long drawn out conversation that lasted the entire episode but we also got to see where Ida was coming from and like he was very clear about voicing how he felt about it and the end, the the wrap the, the, the wrap up of that conversation was also very satisfying
1: yeah I thought it was very satisfying especially the conversation in general It was the opposite size of what happened previously in the Stain arc. So it was kind of like Ida was on the side that Todoroki and Midoriya are now. So I just thought it was cool if they kind of swapped roles. And Ida even pointed that out when he was, you know, stating his case.
0: Yeah. And I like the fact that they stayed true to the characters' personalities because the whole conversation comes from Ida being trying to mature and grow from his mistake and not wanting to just go out based on based on emotion but i think it's also good that midoriya and todoroki are staying true to their characters because this entire time they've been kind of playing to like their true heroes they they do like they just have to save people especially with midoriya because the whole reason he has his quirk is because he tried to save Bakugo and so I think for him that's just like kind of a huge thing for him like I have to save Bakugo if I don't save anybody else I have to save him because he's the whole reason I have my quirk in the first place it's
1: true I never really
0: thought about it like that yeah and Ida's just trying to like stop his friends from getting hurt or getting in the hero in the professional hero's way because that's essentially what he did and it almost killed all three of them
1: yeah also stopped him breaking
0: the wall. Yeah, you know, and also UA is also in a bad position right now because of everything that's already happened. And so he's like, you know, if we do this and we fail, like, we're probably going to because we're kids and we don't know what we're doing. Not only is it illegal and we're going to get in a bunch of trouble, we're going to make things worse for the professional heroes, and we're going to make things worse for our high school which is already taking a major hit. So he's just kind of like bit big picture, whereas I feel like Midoriya and Todoroki are very much tunnel vision. Like, I have this one goal, I'm going to accomplish it, whereas Ida's is like, okay, I want to accomplish this, but there are a whole lot of other things that are at play that we have to consider.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I can't wait till next week because how it ended, they're not where they thought they were going to be. So, I'm really kind of looking forward to seeing what happens next.
0: Yeah. And I also liked the whole bit with Bakugo at the end. Because I feel like they want to portray him as someone who's on the edge. But I feel like he's more solid than the picture that we're trying to be shown. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah. How they were portraying him as if he had the potential to to turn towards that villain side. But when you talk to him about it, it's very clear that he wants to be a hero. Hero.
0: Like, he's an angry guy, but he's definitely a hero. And I think that this is going to show that in a way that wouldn't have been able to be seen otherwise. And I kind of like that the villains in the show... Are reacting the same way that we kind of reacted when we first met Bakugo, like oh is this guy really a hero like he just likes to blow stuff up but to actually see like see Bakugo in this light of yeah I'm angry but I'm a hero I think that's pretty cool
1: yeah
0: and how we saw how he actually feels about all might because we all know how Midoriya feels about all might but to sort of see uh, Bakugo from that perspective, I thought that was cool too. Yeah, it
1: was pretty cool. I can't wait to
0: next week. Yeah. Um. What else did we watch this week? We all. Oh, I finished Violet Evergarden, which was great. It was amazing. It was wonderful. I'm ready for a season two. It was emotionally draining, and I loved every second of it. I cried like five times, and it wow. was and it was, was, was great. I think it takes a really unique spin on, you know, how people adjust to life after being at war. Because, you know, we hear about PTSD and everything, but I feel like this anime kind of puts a unique spin on it because Violet is a soldier and all she knows is war. Like, that's it. Even before, like before she meets the major, she doesn't even know. She doesn't speak. She doesn't know how to read. She doesn't know how to write. All she does is fight. Like she's what? she's a soldier. She's a warrior. And the story takes place after the war. And so she's trying to find her place when she's not men giving orders, when she's not fighting, when there's not a new enemy. And so she's trying to have to she's trying to adjust to living life as a normal civilian. And the entire time, like everybody around her is keeping this major secret from her. And she doesn't really have a chance to, I guess, react to it, comes to terms with it. And so it's also this like longing for her that to want to find this one particular person that she really cares about, But I think what this anime does really well is that by the end of the season, we don't really know the truth, just like she doesn't really know. And I feel like that kind of open-endedness is true to real life, where you know if someone goes missing in action, you don't know if they're alive, you don't know if they're dead, you don't know what happened to them. And there are a lot of gaps that you want filled in, that you want to know, but that just aren't necessarily and on top of that you know it's beautifully drawn the characters have a depth to them that you normally don't get in a lot of different
1: anime like does it have that that netflix anime vibe or is it different
0: it's kind of hard to say It, it has a netflix anime vibe in that it's very well made and because netflix has a lot of money its anime tend to be very well animated May not necessarily good story you know but well animated but violet evergarden is well animated it's got a beautiful story it's got beautiful characters all of these characters have multifacets facets to them especially the characters who were a part of the war and we see violet grow the entire time. And I just think it's it's a beautiful story. And it's really fun to look at. Which I'm noticing like just in general. That seems to be the trend. Like the way the animation is going. It's just really nice. To look at.
1: Yeah. And it's crazy because. It's getting to be more and more CGI. Which like. It wasn't before. And when CGI first started coming. It looked pretty lame. But now it's like these CGI elements are starting to look cooler and cooler. And, you know, it's just... I I think I like where anime is going as long as they continue to use it the right way. And I think the different studios are starting to kind of find their way in a good way to use CGI versus, you know, these harshly interrupting ways of using CGI. Like, you can clearly tell, like, oh, this is a CGI element and this was hand-drawn, you know?
0: Yeah. The only thing... but there's still certain types of animation that are like that they look nice but they're not really my taste like Ajin also on Netflix that the way that it's drawn wasn't really to my liking it looks kind of video game-ish in that it looks not necessarily bad quality but it looked like a cutscene, and I was going to get to like something different pretty soon and I, maybe it's just because I've played video games before and I'm, my brain yeah. is just kind of trained so that when I see stuff like that, I'm prepared for it to just like cut and start looking completely different. But I didn't really enjoy that kind of animation style.
1: Yeah. I thought it was okay, but it's not something that I want to see a lot of. Like, I saw ai and then I saw the little um, clip for Nights of Sidonia and I was like, I-, I hate that this looks exactly like I <laughs> It was, it's not, not a great one. Yeah. But uh, moving on. I watched more One Piece this week. And it was awesome. Um, it's always awesome. One Piece in itself is awesome. That is so true. One Piece is always awesome. You probably can just quote me on that. Bring it up 20 years from now. It'll probably still be true. But yeah. It's still going to be airing
0: 20
1: <laughs> years from now. Yeah, yeah. We'll only be on, you know, episode 2002. <laughs> Yep, still okay. still working it. Yep. Um But yeah, it was the end of the uh Water 7 arc. I finally got to see Luffy use his second gear and third gear. Did you see second gear? Yes. You
0: saw first and third,
1: didn't you? No. He never calls anything first gear. No. He calls out second gear and that's the blood pumping thing. He calls out third gear. Which is the, the giant body part. thing? You should probably go check your post. Okay, I can check it, but... It's definitely what he said.
0: Okay. For those of you interested, Mr. Otaku, every Monday he posts about his One Piece journey. And he's on, as of right now, he's on week 7. By the time you guys hear this, he'll probably wor- be working on his post for week 8, so keep an eye out for that. If you want to know a lot more about his One Piece journey, it's all on our website, idratheranime.com under One Piece. Yep. So, while he's doing that, um, I watched, this week, I finished Majiko, majiko oh Samurai Girls, which, again not gonna talk about that I mean okay so we're gonna talk about it a little bit because I watched it and I committed part of my life to watching it and I felt like it was such a letdown at the end and I was just so frustrated like I watched it and I was just like this is the end are you serious are you kidding me there's no conclusion there was no solution like the problem felt like it was rushed and it kind of felt kind of like a cop-out and I was just like, forget it. I can't believe that I watched thirteen episodes of this. And he's still looking up his One Piece stuff. So the other thing that I'm watching this week is called, I think Hayuka, and that's how you pronounce it. Um, it's really good. I wasn't expecting to like get into it as much as I am. And basically, it's about these four high schoolers. And this one guy, I really like him. He calls himself an energy conservationist. And uh, basically what that boy's down to is he's super lazy and doesn't like to do stuff. And I feel like that kind of speaks to my life on a personal level. And um, basically his sister encourages him to join the Classic Lit Club. Because that's the club that she was in when she was in high school. And he joins it. And basically, there's this girl there, which, I mean, come on, high school anime, of course there's a girl, and she's really into mysteries, and she's got her own, like, little problem to solve, and so they go around solving mysteries, and so we learn that the main character, I cannot remember his name for the life of me right now, um, we learn that he is really good at solving things, like, he's got these really good analytical reasoning skills, I guess you can call them. And so, he can look at something and figure it out, which is really quite interesting. And I'm only about three or four episodes into it right now, but I'm finding myself far more interested in it than I thought I would when I first started.
1: So, yeah. Alright. So, um, I did look up the One Piece thing. It looks like I'm right about the first and... About the uh, second and third year, um, so you guys who've seen more of the anime might know something I don't know. Um, they might have on something later. I don't know, but uh, if I'm wrong, feel free to let me know in the comments. And um, but if you let me know, let me know without spoilers, please. If only seen, you know.
0: And if I'm wrong, don't tell me, cause I'm always
1: right. Yeah, she's always right.
0: One, two, no, <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: Nah, nah, nah. It's, it's it's okay. I mean, I just looked it up, and according to what I saw and read, I was right. I mean, I just saw it recently. He said it a few times, so I don't know. But, we'll see.
0: Alright, and on to what we're actually talking about this week. This weekend, we binge-watched Death March to the Parallel World Rhapsody. I have no idea where this title came from, but we've been calling it Death March. So we watched death march
1: yes we did watch death march um yep. Yeah, so death march death march um was 12 episodes we binge watched it on birth, dubbed. um i would say i definitely re-watch it but yeah but basically if you've never heard of death march and you don't know what it's about um it's this anime where this 29 year old programmer works at this video game company every time he gets close to a deadline, they have what they call a death march, which basically is just when they stay up all night, fixing all the little bugs and whatnot in the games, and they just basically work to death. But um, basically, he finishes one of these death marches and he falls asleep underneath his desk after he finally finishes fixing all the bugs or whatever. And he wakes up and he's in another world. So yeah, typical anime and uh the world is basically like a mashup of different games that he's worked on of course there's no log out button and when he goes to sleep he doesn't wake back up in the real world or anything so he just uh he lives there and tries to figure things out
0: he sort of rolls with it like okay i'm here now so let's do it
1: yep and of course you know he runs into a bunch of uh monsters right off the bat and somehow uses this technique and uh, kills them all and gets like a whole bunch of XP and stuff and gets to level like 310 from level 1 like as soon as he enters the game.
0: Keep in mind that this all happens in like a 5 minute time span. So he goes from real world to being asleep to waking up in a video game to realizing that he's level 1 to being at level 310 and no longer feeling pain.
1: Yep. And it happened rather quickly.
0: Yep. There is no training involved whatsoever.
1: None at all. Doesn't even know how the game works. And yet, he's level 310. Not level
0: 70. Not
1: level 100.
0: 310.
1: Yep. Just to be clear, I don't think we see or hear about anybody in the entire anime that's over level 41. So...
0: Yeah, like the most powerful people in the game that other people are freaking out at are at level... 41. The average person, the average regular run-of-the-mill soldier is at like a level 7. And this is a soldier who's been training since childhood. Yep. And he just shows up and he's at 310. Yep. So put that in perspective for you.
1: Yep. And of course, you know, he goes around saving girls and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Of course. Of course. And not just one, but like a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of girls.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. And then there's the whole slavery aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We're glancing over that. Um, You probably would have known more about the slavery aspect. Um, There are slaves in this world, apparently. And um, say you stay somewhere and you don't renew your visa, apparently you can end up becoming a slave. Yep. Instead of kicking you out of the city, they enslave you.
0: Yep. So.
1: And it's not. from what I can tell, it's not like an indentured servitude. It's like... Forever. It's like forever. Yep. It's
0: not like you can pay off your visa. Mind you, the visa... It's not that expensive. It's like, so there's what? There's copper, silver, and gold. To renew your your visa, it's like 10 copper or yeah. something like that.
1: Something like that. I don't remember the exact price, but it wasn't. It's something cheap. And it wasn't that much.
0: If you don't pay it, they enslave you, which I feel like it's kind of harsh. That's like if you go to Walmart and you steal a pack of gum, they
1: enslave you for the rest of your life. Like, that's kind of harsh. Yeah, that's pretty harsh. There he meets what? Five different slave girls over the course of this this anime. Yeah. And of course he buys them all and gets them out of their situations.
0: To be a nice master.
1: Yes, to be a nice master. But uh but yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention, when he came into this new world, um he didn't get his twenty nine year old body, he got like his fifteen year old his, his like fifteen year old body. And fifteen year olds in this world are adults. Apparently. So, yeah. That was interesting. Yeah, that was interesting. But, um...
0: His name's Sato, by the way. I don't know if we mentioned that. His name is indeed Sato.
1: Yeah, that's not his real name, but that's he, what he uses as Avatar, and that's what we call him throughout the whole show, other than those first five minutes before he goes into the game. Yeah,
0: and he has a real-life name, but after, like, the first five minutes, once he gets transported, he's Sato, and that's
1: it. Yeah, that's it. Sato so that is pretty cool, but, um i like that we got to see what he saw when he was in the game like you got to see the menus and stuff that he went through and how he was going through his storage it really felt like a real MMORPG. you know it kind of felt like
0: like he was actually stuck in the game versus just an alternate reality
1: yeah it actually felt like he was in the game so it was kind of cool because like when different things would pop up it would just remind me of Neverwinter, which is like the only MMORPG i played, and you know, with the storage and how different things worked, I just thought it was pretty cool, ability points and all that type of stuff.
0: Yeah. I also liked how um I forgot her name, one of the slave girls. She was a reincarnation. Oh, yeah. And so she was Japanese originally. And so she knew what was happening to him, even though he had no idea what was going on I yeah. thought that was cool
1: well she thought she knew but then his situation didn't fit into any into her. of the, her scenarios of how people end up in this world so I, I think that was kind of cool that it was a mystery he wasn't a reincarnation he wasn't summoned there as a hero but he was there you know so it was kind of crazy
0: yeah I mean it's it's crazy but I I just I I thought that was interesting that he wasn't the first or the only person to be called there from the real world and I don't know there are several things about this that I like other than just the fact that you know he wasn't the original quote unquote hero that there had been one in the past
1: yeah I kind of just like just going through the journey with him and just Learning things about the world as he learned them, you know, watching him figure out things like how his storage worked and,
0: and everything else. Yeah. yeah, the like the story itself was just really fun to watch. Yeah, you know, the little awkward moments, the part about I think her name was Zena and she had like a huge crush on him and everything <laughs> else, and how he interacted with everybody and how he's just like generally he's just a good guy and I kind of like that about him like he wasn't um how do I say this he was he, he wasn't a bad person like he was nice to everybody regardless yeah. of if they deserved it or not and he wasn't like filled with these epic one liners where we're just like oh but he was just like you know he had his way of handling things yeah. that was just very like classy and gentlemanly, but still like in your face,
1: yeah. Like it was still fun, but it was, it was fun in a different kind of way, I guess. Like it was, it was very enjoyable, but it wasn't over the top. It wasn't like, oh, but it was like, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> it was I-
0: I felt like this show was like a genuine mix between Sword Art Online and Log Horizon, and that super overpowered like Sword Art Online, but also a level of intelligence and intrigue like Log Horizon. Yeah. And the and the whole um thing kind of like Overlord too, and that he wasn't trying to get out of the game like. His end goal was not to leave, like it was in sort of our Online and log horizon. Yeah, I don't
1: know. I, yeah.
0: Like he, at first, he was trying. He like he felt like he was gonna wake up, and he was just gonna be back in his real world body. And I don't think he was necessarily looking forward to that, but he fully expected it to happen, and then it didn't. And so he was like, "Okay, so time to take a new approach to this."
1: Yeah, and he was kind of like, I guess I'll just uh, go with the flow. You know, because at first it was like, well, maybe i have to beat the game to get out. But he was like, most MMORPGs don't actually have an ending. So it was like, okay. And he just kind of went with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool.
0: And I thought that was interesting that he noted that, like, yes, you know, you can go in on this super hard mission and possibly die. But even if I do this, that doesn't necessarily mean that's the end and I win. Yeah. So.
1: But he had fun along the way. I really liked how even though he was overpowered and ridiculously overpowered, he still wasn't like completely maxed out. He still had to learn new things. And then once he learned it, he could use all his ability points and like max out the stats but it's like if he hadn't used the stat before he was still vulnerable to it so like anti-magic attacks or psychic attacks or whatever he was vulnerable to it but then when somebody hit him with it he would just go into his menu max out his resistance boom and then he was good I don't know there was something about that it was just like cool so it's like he felt like he could be hurt if he didn't know what was going on but the second he figured it out and the second he got any type of resistance to it, he could just max out his stat and then, you know, win, which basically is kind of like all anime, in all honesty. You know, they have this trope where the hero just magically gets stronger than the person he's facing, but it was pretty clear how it happened in this one at least. I don't know, it was just, it was cool.
0: I don't know, I kind of felt like it was cheating in a lot of ways because it's like these ability points, he didn't earn them at all. He just showed up and started accidentally casting spells and then he got all these ability points. And the other thing that I don't like as someone who used to like really avidly play video games is the fact that he could be in the middle of a battle and then he just maxed out his stat in the middle of a battle. And most of the time it's like, I get that, yeah, you can max it out, but there was like no struggle no no worry no fear or anything because you knew that he was gonna max out this skill the second he got it and it was just kind of like there was no buildup, up there's no tension there was no effort put into it and the fact that he could do it while he was standing there fighting someone on top of that it was just kind of like you know I get it but at the same time that was kind of frustrating to watch because it's just like what's the point
1: Yeah, it takes away that excitement that you kind of like to have in your anime. You can't have that excitement without the the build-up, the working hard, the sweat. You can't have all that, but even without all that, I still think Sato was just cool. Yeah, I
0: mean, I didn't really care for it, but that doesn't take away from the fact that I enjoyed the show. Yeah. But that being there were several things that I didn't like most of them revolving around the fact that he's super overpowered and it happens completely by accident like there's no work, no training nothing involved like he just shows up presses a couple of buttons trying to figure out what's going on and then all of a sudden he's maxed out and not maxed out like super high but maxed out leagues and bounds beyond anybody else that yeah. we meet in this world. Because as we said before, like the strongest characters where everybody is like, run and hide for your life, is maxed out at 41. He goes straight to 310.
1: Yeah, so it was just like, nobody, you knew nobody really stood a chance against him overall, just period. Like, you just knew it wasn't happening. Yeah. And he was gonna do whatever he needed to do.
0: And then that was the other thing that I didn't like. It's like what did he need to do? I feel like we watched it, but nothing was actually accomplished. And I feel like things were brought up and mentioned, and like at some point at the beginning of the anime, they thought that this was gonna be a thing. And then it turned out then it turned out not to be a thing. Like they talked about the demon king. And how he had to defeat him, and then they had like a demon lord, where he had that he had to fight and everything, and the, the mask, and like this, this legend, and the hero, and there was like a lot of build up to it, and then that was it.
1: Yeah. Like it we never
0: up. see the demon king; he doesn't go after the demon king. The demon king gets never mentioned again. Yeah,
1: the story just basically ends up about him saving that one elf girl.
0: And even that it's not complete like by the last episode like he goes on a mission to return her home
1: and he doesn't he
0: doesn't actually return her home home. so it's kind of like okay and then he saves those other girls and they go to return the ring to the master
1: or to the master's
0: grave and they never come back
1: yeah But but he leaves
0: so i'm like how are they supposed to find you like did you give them a cell phone to be like hey call me when you're done
1: But he probably didn't want those other six girls around. I mean he already had five. Plus his plus his little play girlfriend back at this town that was a soldier. So I mean
0: I mean I get that. I get it. But still, it was just like I personally didn't care for that aspect of it. I was just like, Okay, so what is the purpose of this show? There's no real goal. And because there's no real goal, there's no real solution. So I can't even say that I like the ending because it just ended. There was no goal. Like, I don't know if he accomplished his goal or not, because I don't know what his goal was. He just was. Him Him and his girls just were.
1: Yeah, they just kind of existed.
0: Yeah, and it was fun to see them travel. But it's like, where are you traveling to? Why are we traveling? How long are we traveling? What are we going to do once we get there? Like, again, where are we going Like, you want to be invested in it, but you're kind of not.
1: Yeah, there's no overarching goal, and there's no grind to get there. So it's like, with video games, you're used to that grind where you work hard to level up your character. And then, you know, when you're strong, you feel like you've earned it, which gives you, like, even more confidence towards it. But we didn't have that type of confidence in this character because he was just overpowered right from the start. But on top of that, he didn't have, like, a goal in mind either. Like, Kirito, he was overpowered. And, yes, he did work to become overpowered. But, you know, we didn't get to see much of that. But we we know, know it happened. We know it happened. And we know he had certain advantages because, you know, he was a beater. You know? But at the same time, it's like he had an end goal. His goal was to clear the game. There was a clear way of clearing the game. And
0: there were clear states. He knew that if he died in the game, he was going to die in real life. You know?
1: So it created a certain pressure and realness to it.
0: Right. And then even with, like, Overlord, he's way, way, way super overpowered. But even so, he still has to figure out how the world works. He still has to go on this daily grind as an adventurer to get money. He still has to like take care and give orders. And he still has to play the game. And that makes you a little bit more invested. Whereas this guy, he doesn't have to play the game. He's not even trying to play the game. He's just existing. He's just floating. He's like, um, I feel like it's the reverse side of Sword Art Online. Cause you remember how you had those people who fought on the front lines, but then you also had those people who were like, just condemned to their fate. They're just like, whatever. I'm stuck in the game. Somebody will play the game one day. Until then, I'm going to just live in the city and I'm be safe mm-hmm. and I'm going to just live my life here.
1: You know, I'll be a fisherman on this lake until somebody clears the game. If not, I'll just be a fisherman here forever.
0: Exactly. And I feel like that's what we saw with Death March. Like, he just showed up and he just started chilling one day. And he was super strong, and but he didn't want to fight. And every time he introduced himself, he's like, I'm a merchant. And everybody's like, how are you a merchant and you're not selling
1: anything? You don't have anything to sell. You don't have a cart. You don't have a horse. You don't even know how anything works. So I'm like, how could you have ever been a merchant? Like, right. You're not really a merchant. And it was like, it was cool. But everybody
0: beginning. buys it though. And that's the part that I don't, like. None of these people have brains. Like, just accept that. None of these people have fully functioning brains. Because not only do they not make the connection that he's not actually a merchant without anything to sell. Cause nobody ever asked him that. They're like, where's your horse? And he's like, oh, it ran off of all my stuff. Nobody ever asked him, so what were you selling? What kind of merchant are you? Do you sell clothes? Do you sell horseshoes? Do you, are you like selling blacksmith wares? Do you sell everything? What, what do you sell? Nobody ever asked him this. And it's like, and nobody ever asked him where all this money comes from that he's spending either. Cause he's like made of money. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And no one ever asked him, like, so, like, how are you such a successful merchant with all of this money and all of your stuff just disappeared and you didn't go looking for it? Like, your horse ran off of all your stuff and you're just like, whatever.
1: Yeah, you're like, oh, okay.
0: Like, there are just so many gaps in his story that nobody ever questioned. And
1: it's like, it's one thing to believe it initially, but it's another thing for the people who are actually traveling with him and teaching him stuff about the world was like, did you never think to revisit the fact that he's still telling people he's a merchant he's clearly not a merchant he doesn't say where he's from where he's going to like he doesn't know anything what he's gonna do without all of his wares yeah, he doesn't know anything, he doesn't sell anything he doesn't try to sell anything
0: doesn't even look into it, Mm-mm. doesn't even know how to buy, like when does he goes to buy a horse eventually he doesn't even know how to do that So it's like, how are you buying things from people and selling them stuff? And you don't even know the basics of buying and selling in this world.
1: Yep, doesn't even know the exchange system. Like, he didn't know how many copper equal to silver or how many silver equal to gold. He didn't know any of that.
0: Right. And then he was at a level one. So people are buying this. And keep in mind that a level one in this game is like an infant who can't do anything. And so people are like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Your parents didn't let you out the house. But, okay, so we have a traveling merchant who just flew to save a soldier girl, and then all of a sudden he's level one? Like, does that even make sense to you?
1: Yeah. And, oh, and what we mean by level one, so I guess if you had seen it, you wouldn't quite understand um, when he gets to the town, he has to get his uh, his visa, his papers or whatever. Which is basically he, like
0: a license or an ID or something. Yeah,
1: something like that. And he puts his hand on this tablet or whatever. And they give him his papers, but his papers still say that he's level one. So everybody thinks he's level one when he's actually level 310.
0: Yeah, and apparently he's the only person in this world with the ability to see like other people's names and levels and stuff. Because everybody else has to wait for them to be introduced. Yeah. and so we can see that everybody else is like level three level four in some cases like level seven or with those
1: titles yeah oh, well, speaking of titles that's one of the things i love about this anime it's how he gets like little titles for like everything he does throughout the anime
0: didn't we talk about that already
1: uh i don't think so do
0: we i thought we did i don't know how he gets titles for everything
1: I don't think we talked about it i don't okay. think we talked about
0: it on uh on recording okay well go for it
1: <laughs> well um but basically he gets titles for everything he does like t- the title of hero the title of um i can't think of any other ones right now he
0: gets like demon god slayer demon slayer, god slayer, slayer tamer
1: tamer when he taught one of the girls how to do something yeah.
0: Um, and then he gets some like uh what that he doesn't like, like a needle worker or dry it victim. And some of them are cool, like um the friend of the witches yeah. and stuff like that, and friend of the elves. So I mean some of them are cool. Most of them are really, really cool.
1: It was just cool to see the little titles pop up on the screen.
0: It's like an achievement that yeah. pops up, but you're just like, Oh, cool, this is here. I didn't know that I could do that.
1: Yeah. So that was pretty cool.
0: Oh. Um, i think i'm done harping about the things that i didn't like it was just he was overpowered and there was no true goal and that was just super frustrating because with someone with that much power you want to see them with like ambition and working towards something and he was just kind of floating along on the on the breeze like okay whatever happens happens
1: yep just going whatever way the wind blows
0: so yeah um that being said I would recommend this anime if you were into the whole uh type of anime where people get stuck in a video game
1: yeah so like this is right up
0: right up your alley yeah
1: if you like sao log horizon overlord overlord in another world with my smartphone
0: (laughs) yep (laughs) pretty much anything where main character ends up in another world and is super strong for no apparent reason, and all the girls love him, yeah, this is for you. Yep,
1: it's pretty straightforward.
0: Um, Was it worth the watch? I mean, yes, there were things that I didn't like about it, but I do think that it is worth the watch, just like, because it's a fun story. Despite the fact that there's no goal, there's no hard work involved, it's fun to watch him interact with the other characters and the little ventures that they go on. And everything
1: else. One thing I will say though is that they should have stopped this anime after episode nine. Oh, definitely. Because even though this anime didn't have any overarching goal, at least it had that one little goal of saving old girl, saving the princess. Yeah, saving the princess. And once they finished that, this anime should have been over. Because they instead proceeded to have another three episodes that were about like this mini mission it felt like it could have been like a one episode DVD extra and it still also had no goal or no greater story really in mind in my personal opinion.
0: Yeah and I felt like the last three episodes they kind of felt like they didn't know that they weren't going to get more episodes that's what it felt like (laughs) because they started another like big thing like okay we rescued the princess now we have to escort her home And the entire time we see him actually for the first time in like 10 episodes doing actual hard work and trying to learn new stuff. Of course, it takes him all of two minutes, but whatever. We see him actually trying to learn alchemy and learn how to do magic and...
1: How to make potions.
0: How to make potions. And we see him learning this stuff, which is really cool. But then it's just like... The princess never returns home. We don't know where her home is. We don't get to meet the other elves. Um, Three
1: episodes just isn't enough time for art. And I felt like that little bit of time was just wasted.
0: It was. It's it's really what it felt like. And that's why I say it kind of feels like they didn't know that they were going to get cut off at... How many episodes is this? 12. 12? They didn't know they were going to get cut off at 12. It felt like they thought they were going to get 24, and they didn't. And so they just cut it off at that last one.
1: I I feel like it felt like they thought that it was going to take them longer to get through their little story. But <laughs> it was only nine more episodes worth of content. So they were just like, well, we'll just start on this next story and stop it abruptly.
0: Yeah. But I mean... Again, it's definitely worth the watch. I mean, the ending, the ending is the ending. I wouldn't say it's satisfying, but it's not bad. If you like fun anime where the main character is overpowered and has a harem, then you'll like this. So, yeah, I mean, that's Death March to the Parallel World Rhapsody.
1: Yeah. But yeah, moving on. So what we plan on watching this This week. week. Um, We plan on watching Blood Blockade. We watched part of it this week. Um, We finished the first season. Hopefully we'll finish the second season this week. We'll let you guys know how that goes. One Piece, uh, I'll be finishing the last couple of wrap-up episodes to the Water 7 arc.
0: What he meant to say is he'll be watching this for the rest of his life and it will never end. That's what he meant to say.
1: That's true, but this week... Coming up, (laughs) (laughs) I'll just be watching the last few episodes of the Water 7 arc, so be on the lookout for my review of that arc as a whole Um, again at idratheranime.com.
0: Yeah, we're also going to be catching up on our Black
1: Clover. I know we say that every week, and we never actually watch it, but, you know, we'll try to watch at least a few episodes this week. Yeah. But, you know, the more it builds up, the better the show is, so...
0: It's kind of like one of those shows where you kind of just want to watch four or five episodes at a time.
1: Yeah. So, because like one episode a week for Black Clover is so unsatisfying.
0: There's just not enough meat to it. Like with My Hero Academia I feel like one episode there's so much that happens in that one episode. You're just like okay, I'm good for another week. to tie me over. With Black Clover I'm like, that's it? Where's the next episode? I need more. I need more content. I need more of what happened.
1: You don't feel like
0: much happens in the episodes of Black Clover. Yeah. But uh, we're also going to be watching Shokugeki Food Wars. Because I've been dying to watch that for like ever and ever and ever. So we're going to go back to watching it. Yeah. And then I'm going to keep watching Hayuka. Because like I said at the beginning, I just wasn't prepared to be as into it as I am. But I'm really, really into it. And then we'll go from there. Hopefully, we'll actually get to a point where we can start watching One Piece together, but that's... yeah, that's a possibility. Um, I think that's about it. If you guys have any questions for us, please, 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 please feel free to ask us. You can tweet at us at Anime. You can send us a message on Instagram, or you can leave us a comment down below. And... The best way to reach us, honestly, would probably be idratheranime at gmail.com because both of us see that. So yeah. Whether you want to talk about anime, have a question about anime, or not, whatever. Yeah. That's the best way to reach us.
1: Yeah. And uh, that's it for this episode of I'd Rather Anime. Um, leave a comment, subscribe, tweet us, at I'd Rather Anime, and uh, hit us up at idratheranime.com. We know you could be doing other things, so we're glad you decided to anime with us today. Until next time. Peace. Out.
0: Where are you traveling to? Why are we traveling? How long are we traveling? What are we going to do once we get there? And the end, the wrap, the, 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 the wrap. So, like, can we watch some anime now?